In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Car Man. Welcome to episode 254 of the Carl Joe Mez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host as always is... I'm Joe of the Carl Joe Mez Podcast. Yes, you are, buddy. Joe, you had a big week last week. I'm so excited to talk to you about it. Oh, man, it's going to be a good episode. That's right, Gomez. We mentioned it. We've been speaking about it. And now it is time for us to finally dive face first into the episode of the movies that made us on Netflix featuring Pretty Woman. Because I have never seen a movie that made us more than Pretty Woman. When I think about all the movies that I grew up on, that everyone in our generation grew up on and quoted and referenced for decades and decades, none of them, none of them stands head and shoulders above the rest of the genre like Pretty Woman. Wow. Um, (laughs) I saw a new season dropped. I didn't look at what episodes were on there. Pretty Woman. Hmm. Bold strategy there, Cotton. I don't know when this actual season dropped. I've I've watched two of the episodes thus far, but it's Back to the Future, makes which sense. Perfect. makes perfect yep. sense. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park, a Ooh. favorite of us both. One of my all-time favorite movies. It's the best. That totally makes sense. Forrest Gump, another one that it's a, I don't. I get it, 100%, very quotable, very kind of iconic for the for the moment. But somehow, somehow, sneaking into this other slot, there was someone who said, you know what, a movie that was highly influential on kids and referenced unironically for decades and would be beloved to, for, for people now who are adults and referenced this movie for years... Those people would love to see a deep dive on Pretty Woman. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Now I got to watch it because I'm so interested. What are they talking about with this episode? I just, listen, I am not here saying that Pretty Woman is not a good movie. It's it's fun. It's fun. I mean, it's fine. It's a good movie. But when I think movies that made us, yes. like in, in the I sense of... What that phrase is supposed to mean? Totally. Pr- pretty woman would not break my top couple of hundred. I get it totally. Um, especially because there was a the first season, so we kind of know what they're going for. You know, if it was in that first season, be like, okay, they're doing all different kind of stuff. 
in season two. That's a very interesting choice. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't expecting it on the podcast. Pretty woman. <laughs> did you watch the episode? And of course I did. I like I said, <laughs> this is a big moment for me in my life. And <laughs> was it interesting? Like, did you get something out of it? The stories? Like, was it a good Listen, hour watch or whatever? It, <laughs> did you enjoy it? Really? <laughs> If you want to hear the guy who wrote the first draft of the script, oh God, <laughs> bitch and wine, that they changed his story around. Uh, that, fuck off, bro. <laughs> then this is the episode for you. Oh, that's funny. So stupid. Uh, I, I've, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a, uh, it's interesting in the sense that. You know, I like I didn't know fucking anything about Pretty Woman. Yeah, I get you know, it. You, like, you don't know shit about it, so I I understand. It's interesting. It's a world you're not familiar with, so I get it. Are there any action figures? Did they make a Pretty I, well, Woman actually, doll? Well, actually, if I remember correctly, there was a licensed Pretty Woman Nintendo game <laughs> where oh boy, I don't remember that one. You, you play Vivian, and the object of the game is to extract as much money as possible as po- oh. as you can from Richard Gere. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> I mean, I, that's, you know, when I think of all the tie-ins that would go along with something to become a movie that made us, I think of a licensed Nintendo game and an action figure line. Uh, if I remember correctly, the Pretty Woman dolls were anatomically correct Ooh. and uh, came with a bathtub playset even. Wow. I hope the game is better than the Indecent Proposal game that came out. <laughs> I mean, the Indecent Proposal game, I think, only failed because it was rushed to market and couldn't be <laughs> properly programmed. Oh, my goodness. The games that had movie tie-ins. Amazing. The, the games that made us. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. So, you were uh, excited week then. Wow. Yeah. Other than... Other than that, I don't think anything went down on Netflix that I would be excited for this week. Oh, it, um, it wasn't on Netflix, but I know something you might have been excited for. The NHL draft. Did anything special happen? I know last time there was an expansion draft. Everyone complained about the Vegas Knights getting all the good players. No, they did No, hold on. Oh, See, that, that's revisionist history. Oh, is it? Okay. Yes. I remember people complaining. No. No, oh, because they made it to the finals. Yeah, hundred percent. Fact at the t- <laughs> oh yes. my goodness. At the time, it was oh well, okay, fine. They're, it's not like they're very good. Um, and then the thing was, the GM of the Vegas Golden Knights just happened to be really smart. Extracted a ton of resources and draft picks from cutting side deals with all these teams, and that's kind of what we were waiting to see with the Seattle Kraken's expansion draft this year, only it never happened. Okay. I was wondering, because I was excited to hear, like, oh, are we going to get some handsome hockey hairy talk on the podcast this week? I mean, we, we we could do a little hockey at another time, just because I feel like... Now that we've got the pretty woman chat out of the way, <laughs> Gomez, this was an immense week for Ooh. the superstar. We got to see Snake Eyes, G.I. <laughs> Joe Origin in theaters. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, and a little show called Masters of the Universe Revelations dropped on Netflix this week. What? What's that one about? Uh, Some guy. 
actually, I don't think it is about some guy from what I've heard on well, the internet. Well, if you listen to the internet, it it got <laughs> too caught up in being woke. So. Oh, you know how that is. My goodness. I think the fans are ready to hear it, Joe. They've all come here, bated breath. They want to hear our double main man. He finally got his eyes on this new He-Man. Woo! Joseph, Masters of the Universe, sequel series. Tell me about it. How'd you like it? I think before we even get into how I liked it, I think it's important to get into how I felt coming into it. Yes, that's important. Real fast, it's a sequel series. I never really watched He-Man like that, you know. So, for this to be a sequel, how related is this? How did He-Man end? Well, the thing is, is like it's not like He-Man ever ended. Okay. The, the thing is, with all of these 80s cartoons that, that made us... Oh. Uh, they just made like 100 episodes and bounced. Yeah, and for a lot of them, there weren't cohesive storylines. And this is with a lot of shows of the time. There's not a lot of episodic storytelling within these shows Uh, almost none when it comes to those cartoons that we all grew up with and love from the 80s yeah every once in a while there was a two-parter or something like that and those were always a big deal whenever you would get the multi-part episodes exactly and it was like oh my god what yeah like when (laughs) gi joe uh, is introduced they have like the mass device and it's a five part like mini series almost to introduce awesome. the show and it's wild because there's all this shit going on or when they or when they uh introduce serpentor there's a five part arise serpentor that's arise story arc that's badass because a story went for five episodes when usually whether it was he-man or ninja turtles mask um i want to say thundercats was better than the other ones when it came to storytelling. Yeah, it was. Um, but for the most part, each episode is just the villain's plot of the day and how the hero will foil it. Which is crazy to think. 20 minutes, here we go. Set it up. Boom. Bing, bam, boom. In and out. Let's go. So that so the original filmation series ran for 130 episodes. Okay. It was two seasons of 65 episodes each because it was done for syndication and put out there for like when kids would come home from school. It wasn't like a Saturday morning cartoon. It was 13 weeks of original programming. That way it could be run in syndication. Kids would come home from school. It played in the middle of the afternoon. That's how the original He-Man Filmation series was done. Then we got New Adventures of He-Man in 1989, which is very forgettable. We That's He-Man talk in about space, it. right? That's the one where very skinny, scrawny He-Man goes to space and is followed by Skeletor, who who is doing his best impersonation of the Jack Nicholson Joker because that was a big deal at the time. Oh, of course. Then we got what I would call the He-Man reboot because, like I said, we don't count new adventures. Uh, 2002, we got the Mike Young Productions uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe series, which aired on Cartoon Network. Only lasted 39 episodes before being canceled. I think that series is... That was I love shit, it. right? I, I, every episode is available on YouTube. If you want to go watch it, I suggest you do. Because I think is it's Is that great. released on like DVD? Probably? It's on DVD. Okay. Um, You know what? I mean, I have it 
I don't think it was hard to get, but I mean, it's probably hard. It might be hard to find hard now because it's now. out of print. I, get it, yeah. um, I don't believe it is streaming anywhere. Okay. I actually, I want to say I think it was streaming on Netflix for a while because I remember they had the original filmation series on Netflix for a while as well. But I don't know where those uh, streaming rights are right now. I was gonna ask: Do they ever give the rights up? Filmation. They own all the rights, and they let people just do what they want with permission. Well, Filmation doesn't even exist anymore, so oh. I'm assuming it's actually Mattel that would own the rights to it. Okay, yeah. When I was looking at stuff, yeah, I saw Mattel. People were mentioning, oh, Mattel, let us do that. Mattel, okay, that makes sense. All right. But now it's been about, what, a year and a half, two years or so since we got the announcement about this series being uh, ran by Kevin Smith. And listen, I I think I've made it pretty clear about my feelings on Kevin Smith before. I love him. He's the best. When I was 15, (laughs) I thought he was the coolest motherfucker alive. That's the problem. You were 15. He's still acting like that. The problem is. He hasn't grown the fuck up at all. The problem is he's still catering to 15-year-old Joe. And, And I really don't think I've liked anything he's worked on. Since I was that age, and I thought Mallrats was the coolest thing. Yeah, uh, it's been a rough couple years for Kevin Smith, I gotta say. I, I mean, if you think about it, what has he really put out lately that... He just did the I mean, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, right? That was like a year or two ago, I guess. I, it didn't do great. No. It didn't get released anywhere, really. I mean... I actually, I watched it. It just exists. Yeah, that's what I figured. I figured I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't think it's good. But it'd just be like an hour and a half. I laugh a couple times. Never think about it You know, and he even did that movie with Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. Oh, yeah. Uh, What the hell was the name? Cop Out? Yes. Was it Cop Out? Cop Out's the name. That's another one. Like, it just exists. Yeah, but I think that one's more famous for the stories of Bruce Willis being an asshole. Yes. Like, that was one of the first times someone came out and let you know, hey, guess what? Bruce Willis is a real piece of shit. Yeah, I believe the biggest one was Bruce Willis's mark is not wherever his mark is. It's wherever Bruce Willis is standing. <laughs> oh, man. It's great. I always loved those, like, Kevin Smith movies, like the documentaries where he just talks in front of a crowd for two hours because he's a great storyteller. So, uh, is that like the last thing I enjoyed of Kevin Smith? Those Kevin Smith talk shows, which is probably 15 years ago? Yeah, well, like an evening with Kevin Smith, yes, right? Yes, that was the name of it, yes. Um, I will say, to me, the one thing that I still enjoy is Clerks, the animated series. Because that's the best. To me, that, that I think that's the my favorite thing that he's ever really done. Uh, but, like, Clerks has not been good to me for a very long time. You know, in the mid-90s, that whole slacker culture and, you know, like, not wanting to work a dead-end job like that, you know, was, like, kind of speaking to me. But, like, the fact of the matter is Dante is now 55 years old and still working at the fucking Quick Stop because he got fired from movies in part two. And now he needed to go back to the only thing he fucking knew. If case you didn't know, uh, Clerks 3 is happening. It got green lit. It's like coming out. The things that Joe's talking about is true. There is another fucking movie with Dante and Randall. Randall. <laughs> Back at the quick set. Something about they're making a movie. Someone ran out of movie or so- money or something. I don't know. Some bullshit. I don't know 
100 people are going to see this movie? They I, don't get wide release anymore. So no. I don't even know. What was the one he did, the, like the horror movie? He's um, done like three or four now. And no, like you're a horror guy. Do you follow like any of his horror shit? Sure. Like does yes. it get any? I've watched them all, especially the first one came out when I was still a fan of his. It's probably the best one. It's called Red State. He got no funding for it and shit. Like he had to do a rolling roadshow for this thing. I had to pay like $85 to see this movie. It's okay. I don't love it. There's some great performances. John Goodman, that other guy, Michael Park, some shit like that. I don't remember his name. Then he made that fucking Warriors movie, Tusk. That was one of the worst movies I ever saw in my life. I've never walked out of a movie theater, but I almost did it. I stood up when Johnny Depp shows up. Yes, Johnny Depp is in this fucking Tusk movie. He comes in with a fucking prosthetic nose and the worst French-Canadian accent you ever heard in your life. It fucking derailed any momentum the movie had. It's abomination. Terrible. His other movie, yeah, Yoga like, Hogan, so fuck off. When I saw people were actually excited about Kevin Smith doing this show, I I, I was really surprised because I know I wasn't. Yeah, I totally like, don't get that because why do you think Kevin Smith translates to He-Man? I don't get it. There's no dick jokes. It's not silly. It's not a comedy show. Like, He-Man, what the fuck does he know? Because he liked the toys when he was younger? Everyone did. Yo, but even then, like... I look at myself as, like, the age to be playing with He-Man toys. Sure, yeah. Kevin Smith is about 10 years older than me. So what are we saying? 14-year-old Kevin Smith was sitting there. Like, when I was 14, I like I liked girls. You know, I wasn't playing with toys so much. I definitely yeah. wasn't, like, a huge cartoon fan. No. Like... Uh, you know, I was out and hanging out with my friends, and we watched as- adult cartoons like South Park, bro. Yes, at that point, yes, <laughs> yeah. But it was just so weird. The reaction was there were so many people who were excited about Kevin Smith being attached to this project. So weird. And I mean, more than anything, I was just happy to have anything He Man coming. Of course, back. who wouldn't love? You're a big fan all these uh, years. It's yeah, awesome. and we've been getting all these rumors for the past decade about. A He-Man movie project is in the works, all the time. and that ne- that Netflix movie guy was attached to it and was on all the talk shows. Yes. Like, oh, I'm gonna be He-Man, and of course, that's dead in the water. Yes, it did. Died recently. Crazy. But finally, I don't get it. what is so hard about a He-Man movie? Why is it so hard? I don't understand. Like, I really don't know. Like, my problem, my problem when it when it came to the movie talk, that was all all the rage. It like. There were people who were attached to it, and they're like, oh, it's going to be made in the style of 300, or, oh, it's got this guy who's famous for this, so it'll be... Like, I don't care about the style of 300, especially because that's fucking this idiot from the fucking DC shit, who I can't stand anything he does. cut, baby! (laughs) Like, I don't want... I don't want a 300 movie posing as He-Man. I don't want any style... I just... Just give me a goddamn... Good Masters of the Universe movie. That's all I want. I don't want a 300 movie posing as He-Man. You know what I mean? Like, I understand. It's it's shirtless guys with swords. I get it. I understand why that connection is there. That doesn't mean it's going to translate into a good Masters of the Universe movie. I agree. Like, just, just fucking give me a good movie. That's all I want. I'm not even asking. It doesn't even have to be fucking. It doesn't have to be great like Space Jam. Just, just be good. I've seen Space Jam five times now, bro. <laughs> it's 
She keeps watching it. I'm so surprised. She keeps going, can I watch Space Jam again? I'm like, I guess. We're listening to the soundtrack. It's crazy. Space Jam has taken over my life. I can't believe it. Welcome to the Space Jam. No, Here's your chance. Do your dance at the Space we, Jam. We do listen to that, but she got me listening to the new soundtrack. It's crazy. Does it get better every every time you rewatch it? I have to pay attention. It's it's cute. The basketball scenes are fun. She has a good time. I don't know. I don't know what draw. You know, she really likes the Roadrunner for some reason. I don't know. She, it cracks her up. The beep beep. I don't know. Kids are weird. The <laughs> things they fall in love with. I just can't explain it. Ah, uh, but finally, nah. this past yes. Friday, Friday baby. it gets released. Only five episodes, it gets right? Released. Ten episodes. Only, only five so episodes get released. That's kind of what they do nowadays. They release half a season or something, and in a couple months they give us the rest. Okay, so that's very important to know too that we only have half the story here. My thing is, Gomez. I want to ask you first before I get very nerdy yes. and very in depth on this yes. topic. As someone who is only casually acquainted with He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Tell me about what you felt about these five episodes because I know you did watch yes, it. Yes, I watched it. So would I have watched it without you? Maybe not. I mean, you know, I scroll through face uh, to Netflix and if I see something, I put it on. But I made it a point. I had to watch this. Uh, like I said, my He-Man history is, you know, casual. I was a kid. I watched some He-Man. I had a couple He-Man toys, whatever. Uh, so this show, I thought was very good. I had a great time watching it. It's five episodes, so it's like basically you're watching a movie, the first half of a movie, I guess. It's about two and a half hours. And I was into it. The episodes fly by quick. There's some good action. Uh, I was really into the story. It was something different. I liked that it wasn't just, uh, like you say, set up, oh, Skeletor's doing this. He-Man's got Yes, Skeletor's up. evil plot yeah, of the day. No, it was this whole big storyline. It's a serial, so every every episode leads into the next episode, continuing the story. And I was into it, and uh, I can't wait to watch the next five. I, I'm into it, bro. All right. So, Gomez, you would give this... A thumbs up? Yeah, thumbs up. Three and a half stars, four. The internet would disagree. Well, now here's the thing. See, I don't... This is hard because we get, like, pockets of the internet. Now, the internet is screaming about certain parts of the show. But, like, is everyone screaming? Are there people that do like this show? Like, are He-Man yes. he fans happy with this show for the most part i don't know about for the most part i am seeing a lot of negativity but i i will say that the people who i follow who i would think of as he-man or masters of the universe influencers or people who have kind of branded themselves yeah. as being masters of the universe fans yeah. i would say that the reaction is pretty positive okay, good but yes. we have been seeing the same complaints about, oh, this show is too woke. And, oh, there's a they made this character black. And, oh, like, it just Anytime stupid. someone sees a girl or a black person in any type of science fiction show now, it's apparently wokeness. As if Star Trek never had a black person on it before. It's just, like, exactly. insane to hear this because I see the show. And I totally get what they're doing. Uh, Joe, t tell, tell us what the show's about real fast. Like, sum it up so we can we can talk around around the plot here. 
Yes, and now we are going to be talking with spoilers, yes. so if you have not watched this, this probably is not the episode for you to listen yes, to. it's kind of hard I to thank you talk. for downloading yes, it. We love you. But <laughs> Come back later. You know, listen to the big yes. F- <laughs> yes, and remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cardjomez and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be great. Yeah. But this show theoretically picks off where the original series left off, and it is... Basically, He-Man and Skeletor still fighting for the powers within Castle Grayskull. Skeletor realizes it's not necessarily the castle that he needs, but the powers that are protected underneath the castle, where the castle has actually just been this facade the whole time, posing for the Hall of Wisdom, which is how the Elders of Eternia left it. And all the powers controlled within a crystal orb below the castle. Uh, Skeletor destroys the orb. He-Man tries to suck all the power into his power sword, at which point the sword splits into two. Skeletor makes a last-ditch effort to stop He-Man, at which point it looks like both people are vanquished. He-Man and Skeletor have now succumbed. They've been overloaded by the powers of Eternia, and now they are both dead. Pretty wild As, shit to start a fucking show. Pretty crazy, man. And this is the first episode. It takes such a hard left turn where the two main characters, two of the most recognizable cartoon characters of all time, two of the most recognizable action figures of all time are killed in the first episode. So crazy. And, and for a He-Man show that originally wasn't you weren't allowed to show he-man even punching anyone whenever whenever he-man had to like fight or was in battle he would have to like whenever they would show him punching it was stuff like rocks or buildings or he would they would they would create robots and stuff for him to break that way he wasn't hitting actual living beings like he he especially didn't stab anyone like he does in this episode like oh, there's some stabbing. Fifteen minutes into the show, He Man stabs Skeletor with the power sword, and Skeletor is there going, "You finally use that sword for what it was meant for." So great. The best is every episode gives the TV rating, which rated PG because of fear and gore. A fucking PG show, a cartoon, fucking fear and gore, it is- bananas. I mean, I was shocked. I, as Hell yeah. I, I was absolutely shocked by the final five minutes of the premiere. Oh, yeah. I mean, just bonkers. Jaw on the floor. Could not believe I had seen what I had just seen. Totally. They let you know. This is real shit. This is a big boy show. So you watch that first episode. I would think everyone's going to be hooked, right? I thought that episode was great. As the, as the second episode picks up, now it becomes uh, a story about Tila and how she basically throws away her life in the Royal Guard because it is shown that Adam has been He-Man the whole time and every, you know the people closest to her knew about it and no one felt the need to tell her even though... You know, she was like part of this family, part of the guard, part of everything. So these people have been lying to her her entire life, and she could not take it. She becomes like a bounty hunter, basically. And the story picks up what if what I feel like is kind of a couple years down the road. 
the magic on Eternia is now drying up because it has been escaping the universe ever since the He-Man and Skeletor battle. And she is taken to Grayskull by Magestra, who is actually a secret character of Evil Lynn, which is actually a, th- a callback to the original series where Evil Lynn did pose as a witch named Magestra to gain access to the royal palace. That's awesome. At- and it becomes a a hero's journey for Tila to find both uh, fragments of the broken power sword and have them refuse together so they can hopefully bring the magic back to Eternia and save the universe. To me, that sounds like an awesome storyline. A great way to do something different, to expand the world. But apparently, this has become the biggest issue of the show. Bait and switch is what I've been seeing a lot on the internet. So not only is it not a story about He-Man, but it's a story about a woman. Boo! Yuck! Double whammy. Oh no! If you let me say, if you watch this show, and you are just completely confused as to why they're making the decisions they're doing, that's a you problem. Because if you honestly think they're making a He-Man show that doesn't have He-Man or Skeletor for the whole show. You're crazy. Like, come on. How do you watch the second and third episode and be like, ugh, this show fucking sucks. It's bullshit. Where is he, man? Like, bro, let them tell the story. Let me start off by saying that I do not hate this show. Good. Glad to hear. Gomez, I would say I'm the prob- I'm probably the biggest He-Man fan that you know. Of course. Without a doubt. I don't know any other He-Man fans at all. Like, I... I not even a He-Man fan, just a He-Fan. Yeah, I can't... Who who do I know that's like, He-Man, oh, He-Man was the best growing up. No, no one ever brings up He-Man, really. Dude, no. when it comes to the things I grew up with, and we can get into this a little bit more because G.I. Joe had a movie come out Oh, I thought you were going to get into that Ghostbuster trailer that dropped. Woo! Let's... Another, <laughs> another time. Oh, yeah, I'm sure we will. But Ghostbusters, honestly, was never one of my big things. He-Man, Thundercats, G.I. Joe, that's really where, baby, I'm a buddy of your bread. I love Masters of the Universe. I have loved Masters of the Universe for almost 40 years, which is insane to say out loud. And when it comes down to it, I'm very connected to the original stories that doesn't mean I need them to be carbon copies, though. That's right. I'm okay if you show respect to the original, but expand it, build out on the characters, make them more interesting, give them better motivations, especially because, you know what, a lot of this stuff wasn't done overly well in the original episode, if we're all being honest with each other. Yeah, it's it was not a show like, to sell toys, right? That's the point yes, of the thing. Yes, 100%. It's not like it was a well-thought-out and crafted expertise college class in, in script writing. I, you know, so, like, let's call a spade a spade. The original is great for the nostalgia and for what it meant to you as a kid, but go back and watch it now, you know, and try to be objective about it. That's the problem. People cannot be objective when it comes to nostalgia. It's a hell of a drug. Maybe that movie you saw in 1985 wasn't the best movie, bro. You know, there's a reason so many people love the 2000X version because it was what it was different than the original. It built out storylines. It built out the universe. It gave 
better motivations, better backgrounds. It just it made for a more colorful universe because characters had more fleshed out stories. And here, I felt like that's exactly what happened. Yeah. They they killed He-Man and Skeletor. So what the fuck do you think is going to happen? They're just going to... What, what are they going to just bring them back in the next fucking episode? No, there has to be a reason that these people fucking return. So what do we get? The logical next choice in the fucking line... Tila, the captain of the Royal Guard, the person who is closest to Prince Adam, both in age and relationship, fucking sets out on a journey to fucking resave the universe and ends up being able to bring Prince Adam back to Eternia to possibly save the universe. You say it perfectly. Who else would step up in this universe in this kind of storyline? Who, like, I mean, I, I can't think of anyone else. And the way you're talking, it has to be her. I, what do you want it to be? Fucking Orko? Like, is it, does Orko have the fucking possibility to be the overwhelming hero here? And this is not me shitting on Orko because Orko is one of the characters I think they got right in this series. He's great. They set him up to have a big, you know, historic moment, save the day. They're doing it perfect. They're planting the seeds. We got half a story. We're trying to judge a whole season on half a story. Now, I don't get it. I am not going to sit here and tell you that this show is perfect start to finish. I have problems with it. My sure. my biggest problem, my biggest issue is the cast, the yes. voice cast. Let's yes. talk about that. Because on paper, and they were promoting this as if it was some fucking all-star team collaboration all coming together because everybody loves He-Man. Sure. And on paper, it is the 27 Yankees of fucking voice actors, isn't it? It's great. It's the IMDb cast list, scrolling through it. Ooh, got some, like, ooh, all these people for a He-Man show? What? Yeah. I, I, and Jason Mewes. For... <laughs> of course, bro. Come on. <laughs> so, yes, that was the first thing you expressed to me about this show. You're not really loving the cast. I think the cast is good. You've mentioned you're not a fan of Sarah Michelle Gellar here. She's the main character here. Geller, like Ross and Monica. (laughs) (laughs) So she's the main character. So if you're not on board with her, obviously you kind of have a big deal with the show. And and it is a big deal. Yeah. That is one of the things I, I wasn't feeling. I wasn't feeling her voice work. No, and I think it stands out from... Basically, episode one, her voice just is not right. I didn't like her tone. I I don't know. It just... Totally. It It just happens sometimes. Yes. Sometimes voices just don't work with certain characters. And and honestly, I am shocked that anybody watched this show, especially because of COVID and and having things locked down. So this show was probably delayed at some point. Like... Nobody watched this and said, guys, this, this isn't fucking working. We have to recast. But I guess at that point, you've made such a big deal about promoting yeah. who's going to be in it. Like, can you recast it? It's not, like, it's not like Back to the Future where no one gave a fuck about this movie and no one knew who Eric Stoltz was. So, like, you can go replace him with Michael J. Fox and no one's even going to know until fucking decade after the fact. 
I mean, they made such a big deal about pushing this on social media. Hey, look at all these fucking people we got in this show. Sarah Michelle Gellar, Mark Hamill, people from Game of Thrones. Like, it's it's the fucking cartoon all-stars to the rescue. It is. I don't think they could recast. The PR wouldn't be good, obviously. Not a good look. And I don't think He-Man has the budget to throw away, you know, a whole person's session there I mean cast. I don't know I get it but at the same time if this is gonna be the main character if this is gonna be the hero arc that you're going with with this character you can't get that wrong I understand they tried to make a splash with the the headlines of who they cast and it didn't work it happens one of my biggest fears with this show was Mark Hamill as Skeletor okay good let's get into that so you, Mark Hamill has a very distinct voice. He sounds like Mark Hamill. He does a couple of things to it to sound different, but at the end of the day, he sounds like Mark Hamill. When he was announced that he was going to be the new Chucky in the Child's Play reboot they did two years ago, I was like, oh, Mark Hamill as Chucky. That's great. I'm awesome. I'm excited. I didn't love it. I expected a little more, but it's like he's just kind of being Mark Hamill doing this thing. You had told me, Every time he talks in this show, you hear the Joker. I get it, but he is doing something different. That's all I hear. He's doing a little more raspy, but there are times where the Joker comes out. The problem is, it's just he's too iconic. It's such a big role. You can't get it out of your you know, head. And that's that's the issue. As the Joker, he is iconic. That is an all-time animated villain. Is his portrayal of the Joker in Batman the Animated Series. And because of that, I was I was a little scared. Like, I really hope this doesn't just become him doing the Joker doing Skeletor. And that's kind of what I felt like it was. Not kind of. I mean, that's what I got out of it. It was 100% what I felt like. Especially in episode 5. The scene where Skeletor reemerges out of the ashes. And he makes a comment to Evil Lynn. About how he had kept his essence in her wand. Was the only way to preserve himself. And that he knew he would be able to come back because she would do something. And he looks at her and in like picture perfect Joker tone, cadence, everything goes, yeah, done good, Lenny. And I'm just like, oh my fucking God. Like, no, no, God, no. I get it. it. Yeah, I get it. Uh, Other than that, I thought Orko was great. I thought the Game of Thrones people, Lena Headley, and I don't remember the other guy. He played Davos on Game of Thrones. I thought they were great. Best part of the show. Man, he does the voice of Man at Arms. She does the voice of Evil Lynn. And I thought the three, the three you just mentioned, Orko, Evil Lynn, and Man at Arms, I feel like are my MVPs of the show. Definitely. They were definitely high points, but I also like the story and stuff like that. Um, do we have a question from Twitter? We did get a question on Twitter from uh, Joey, at Joey Huds. He goes, I need Joe's thoughts on Orko, the new Orko and Orko in general. Very easy. 
I've always hated Orko. I get it. He's annoying. Always the stupid always. sidekick getting into He's trouble. He's always the annoying yeah. sidekick. The same as Snarf in the Thundercats. Oh, God. Snarf. Snarf. Comic relief yes. for kids. That's not really funny. Yeah, we get it. Every, yes. every show goes through it at some point. In this episode, in this show, however, I felt like they wrote Orko really well. He's great. He's going to have a... I'm telling you, the show's ended probably with Orko doing some crazy magic thing because they're setting him up. Well, it's going to be... He's awesome. dead now. Oh, he, he's another one. That's right. <laughs> There's a lot oh, of shit you know, happening in this show. Well, let, let's talk about this because, like I said, within the first 15 minutes of the show, we got He-Man stabbing Skeletor. He-Man so and Skeletor stab. both dying. Before that, we have the death of Mossman. Mossman fucking burned to a crisp, bro. And then Skeletor makes the comments like, ooh, smells like pine. So good. It was crazy. It was a crazy way to start. So put Mossman on the list. He-Man on the list, Skeletor on the list, eventually Orko die. I mean, like, f- fucking, for a Masters of the Universe show, this was fucking wild. And uh, it's crazy, but uh, something even crazier happens in the last episode I think we should get into here. Yeah, and, and at the end, we said we're going to talk about spoilers, so let's get to it. At the end, as He-Man is trying to bring the magic back to Grayskull because Adam is rediscovered in Preternia, which is, I guess, turning in heaven, um... He decides to go back to the land of the living and sacrifice his spot in heaven, in paradise, to try to save the universe and save his friends who are still on Eternia. And as he is summoning back the power, Skeletor emerges, his essence coming from Evelyn's wand, and Skeletor stabs this motherfucker right through the back. Stabs him! He's dead! I mean, he's not dead dead, but he's pretty dead! He-Man's dead. And, I mean, you want to talk about a holy shit moment? Hell yeah. I, 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 I flabbergasted. I believe Bamboozled. It. I, I believe I, it. He kills him and... But hold on. Not not even so much. He kill. First off, he stabs him. The Havoc staff, he, has, he turns it into a pointed dagger on the bottom, shoves it through Prince Adam's back in mid-transformation scene. Yes, so good. Has him basically as a shish kebab on it for more than a you know a, a whisper, as as Adam's there gasping, blood coming out of his mouth, dripping down it. his lip. Skeletor calmly reaches over and takes the power sword out of his hand as everybody else is standing there completely dumbfounded like, at what, what the, the fuck, fuck is happening in front of their eyes. And then, to the ultimate insult to me, and the thing that I found, I don't want to say I found it disturbing, but it was like, I mean, the real, after the initial, just the initial shock of seeing Adam get stabbed out of nowhere, the, like, the degradation of Skeletor just, like, lifting his foot up to just kick Adam off his spear and let his, like, carcass just crumple to the floor. Loved it. Get off my shit, bro. As, as he calmly, you know, as he calmly takes the power for himself, the power sword for himself, and turns himself into Skella God, I mean, what a fucking turn of events that was. What a way to end. I was like, holy shit, where's the next episode? How could you not want more after that? All of these shows back in the 80s were like so highly sanitized, homogenized, pasteurized, euthanized all of the eyes 
to see something like this happen with characters who have never been able to engage in this type of way before, despite the fact that this is like a warrior battle show, a war, you know, a barbarian fight scene, like throughout the, throughout decades now. And it was shocking. Like I keep saying the word shocking, but like, I mean, it was to see this unfold in front of me was just, I could not believe that they went, you know, to that extent with these characters and to this level with them. So if I didn't know the chatter from the internet, the nonsense, at the end of this show, I would have been like, holy shit, He-Man fans have to be losing their mind. The way this shit ends, the way they expand on the the, the mythos and the, the universe, so good. Uh, and they take this kid show and they turn it into a, a big boy show. This is a big boy Clearly, show. Clearly, yes. You grew up watching this show. This show's for you. This is let's go. You going? You ready for this? Oh, and I you know, I thought we're supposed to like girls. Why do we don't like girls that punch? What's the big deal? What's going on? Well, here here's the thing, and this brings me to my next complaint Uh-oh. with the show. What happened? What they do? Netflix. Mm. Drop the ball big time here by only releasing five episodes. I think they thought because of that ending, they would get months of people or weeks, excuse me. I would think weeks getting ready for the next season. Like, oh, my God, did you see how that ended? Oh, man, I can't wait to see the next one. I think that what they did was turn off so many of the casual fans, not not so much the online people, the Uber online people, like us, like we're 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 you know we're online people. We're on Twitter. We're reading shit. We you know we're we're staying engaged in the fandoms that we have. We got our fingers but on the pulse. We we do you know compared to a, lot, a bigger portion of the population, we absolutely do. And what I was noticing throughout my Facebook feed was people who I have never looked at as He-Man fans or Masters of the Universe fans. I was, all of a sudden, I see all these people posting about it and how much they hate it. And to me, what has happened here is they've waited 35 years for this. Hmm. They got what they thought was a killer first episode and a killer last scene, but the reason they're tuning in is to see the He-Man and Skeletor battle. And I think they would have been able to accept what was in episodes two, three, and four had there been an episode six where now we're following up on this. And now we're getting Skeletor and his reign of terror throughout Eternia. Uh, You know, and had there been an episode seven or did Adam live? Had they given us the full 10 episodes or at least stretch this out to you know like what uh like what hulu does or whatever like some of these streaming services do disney plus a perfect example like what they do with mandalorian or loki or the you know the other marvel shows give us one episode a week wish because people who had waited 35 years to finally see a new he-man who weren't in tune to that 2000x show because apparently nobody watched it except me no never hear uh, about it 
you know, so these people who have waited for this or, you know, or now are back at that age where they're digging deep into the nostalgia, you know, they feel like they got cheated because they didn't even get to see what they wanted. They got glimpses of it and then it was over. And that's where I think Netflix made the biggest mistake. When is part two supposed to come out? This year? Next year? It hasn't been announced, but I originally thought it was supposed to be September, but then I read something recently that said possibly the end of the year or early next year. And at that point, I think now you've you've killed any momentum you had. Yeah, no. That that I understand. You drop five episodes, you get people talking for a couple weeks, you come back September... Four more months, mm, that's a little too much time. I definitely think it's going to die down and people are going to be No, and part of me wonders if they rushed out these five episodes early because Mattel pushed the fact that they needed to do this to support the toy line that is in stores now, the Masterverse toy line. But that's silly because you guys are going to buy the toys no matter what. People buy toys without things coming out all the time, so what's the big deal? but this is this is a little different because Masters has another toy line in stores right now with Origins, which is based on the original figures and the uh, original designs. Okay. So they're going to be spending their money on the stuff that they know and like. Seems a little silly for Mattel to not space out their toy lines a little bit when this show but is they, dropping. But now they come out with these Masterverse figures that are new molds, new designs, better articulation. And based on the designs in the show, so part of me, and I did try digging around, trying to get an answer on that. If that, if that's kind of what happened, I wasn't able to get a, a, uh, a confirmation or, you know, like no one could really give me a definitive answer. I just, I, I think they really screwed the pooch by only giving you these five episodes. No, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing. And I know this has become the thing for a lot of these streaming services to do. That is like the new is thing to sh- do, yeah. I, I'm sorry, like, what the fuck are you doing? It's the new way for them to try to get new eyes, to get eyes on their content. Content, content, I understand content. that right now there is a glut of streaming services. Whether it's Netflix, Hulu, Disney, Amazon, Peacock, Your Cock, My Cock. His cock, happy Hanukkah. I understand that everyone has a fucking streaming service. But putting out two hours of He-Man episodes just so you can say you won a Friday? What the fuck does that do for Netflix? I think that's a problem with a lot of Netflix shit. In, In the grand scheme of things, what does that do? Because now you've turned off a lot of people who I didn't even know or associate as He-Man fans that I've known throughout my life. But I'm seeing all their posts on social media now. All these people who apparently tuned in and got hyped because they saw an ad on Netflix and were like, oh, fuck, a new He-Man show. I got to watch this. Yeah, sure. And now they're pissed off about it. I do not know if they're coming back for part two. Uh... I assume a lot of people will. Just because, what do you do when you go on Netflix? No one ever has a fucking plan. Never. You just kind of search around until you find something. So there will be people who are pissed off by this who do come back anyway and watch part two of this. I would say it took me about three minutes to find the fucking show because for some reason, Netflix don't like showcasing new shit that they put up. 
that comes out a day ago, and I gotta scroll and scroll, go through categories. Like, what are you doing, Netflix? I genuinely had to use the search function, and t- yeah, where the fuck is He Man? Yeah. It's supposed to be in the top ten. It should be trending. Where is it? Why do we have to type in He Man? But but Terminator Two Judgment Day was at the top of my queue, apparently. It doesn't make sense. It happens all the time. They dropped a vampire movie, uh, Vampires on a Plane. Just came out. People talking about it. Couldn't find it. Had to put in the name of the movie, Blood Sky. It's ridiculous, Netflix. Get your shit together. Story-wise, content-wise, show-wise, I like this show. I have watched all five episodes four times each at this point. There you go. I have watched the complete run-through of this four fucking times. Time. My boy loves He Man. Because I I'm happy to have Masters back in my life. Yeah, of course. And I think it's a good show. I mean, like I when you say, Oh, I I don't want a Tila show, number one, the show is called Masters of the Universe, not He Man and the Masters of the Universe Revelations. There are other masters, and they fucking killed He Man, and you all (laughs) agree that that was a goddamn great episode. So now what the fuck do you think has to happen? He's supposed to come like, back instantly, bro. Instant. Boom. Episode two. I'm back. Yeah, I, I guess. So to, to the internet, a, ho- a howdy big fuck you to each and every one of you. Uh, I'm sorry that you can't take the fact that a woman is in charge. I'm sorry you can't take the fact that King Grayskull is black and voiced by Pedro Serrano now. Love it. And he's going to save you money on your Allstate insurance. Thank you, Serrano. I, I mean, I don't know what to fucking tell you. You and, and and like I said, it's not like I'm a Kevin Smith apologist. Fuck no. It's not like I'm sitting here fucking getting ready to kneel down before Kevin Smith and kiss his ass because I love mall rats. Boochies. It's just I think they they took some chances with a property I loved. They were respectful to it. It's not like they completely fucking blew up the mythos and the legacy and the lore of Masters of the Universe. They fucking gave you a Masters of the Universe show that was just different because it wasn't Skeletor finding a fucking crystal at the bottom of the sea that now he can shoot a laser beam at Castle Grayskull. With. Thank God it was Because that's that. all you fucking know and are used to. The show is good. Very good. In fact, the, the stuff about the show that is good is so fucking good. So good. Orko is a character I have never once cared about in my life, and I have wanted to see die for 30 years. And this time, when he finally fucking does die, I was upset about it. That's big. If that doesn't show you something, come on, guys. That's that's big news here and there. Wow. I mean, and if you are a big He-Man fan, a big Masters fan, the amount of Easter eggs sprinkled in throughout these five episodes. That's cool. Like, man. Gomez, I know you don't get this. No. But Wonder Bread He-Man was in this fucking episode when they were doing that fucking chase contest scene in Preternia when they were trying to seek down King Grayskull. Wonder very Bread cool. fucking He-Man was shown there. That's very cool. I thought it was awesome seeing Scareglow. I loved how they did that. And, and they actually turned Scareglow into a real character in this. Yeah, I thought it was great. I, I, I loved that episode. I would think that's that's why I'm so confused. I would think they would like this. So, like, oh, you got an episode where Scareglow was actually a character. So you should love that. So to be upset that you only got a little bit of He-Man... 
You know you're gonna get He-Man. Enjoy I, the rest I, that you got. Exactly. It's just like I'm like I said. It's I'm not gonna sit here and tell you the show was perfect. I'm not gonna do that. But is it very good? Yes. Yes, it is. I'm glad to hear that because there's been a lot of bullshit online, and I know you're not like one of those fans complaining about girl stuff. But that shit was so loud. I didn't know what other complaints were, so I was like, I, I hope, I hope Joe is enjoying this. I almost wish I would have uh, streamed myself watching it for the first time on Twitch. I wish people would have gotten to see my reactions as someone who claims to be a very uh, zealous Masters of the Universe fan. I mean. The He-Man and Skeletor death scene at the end of episode one, them fitting in a reference to the live-action movie from 1987, the Frank Langella Dolph Lundgren classic. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, where Skeletor, at this point, he, uh, he like, kind of scrapes the Havoc staff across the floor and yells at He-Man, let this be our final battle, literally verbatim from the live-action movie. That's very cool. Love that. I mean, Easter eggs littered, littered. Throughout this show So all these people claiming they're such big Masters fans Like there was all this stuff in there for you I, I I really I It boggles my mind To think that you watch this show As a self-proclaimed Masters of the Universe enthusiast And somehow found a way to fucking hate it I just I I can understand you saying Eh It's okay but, like, to sit there and completely shit on it and say, oh, fuck everyone, they killed it, they destroyed my childhood, they fucking didn't. Yeah, I always hate that. No, I... Are... So, the complaints that you have, are those, like, the real complaints that people have? Because all I see is the bullshit. Obviously, that's the loudest nonsense. So, like, the stuff that you have problems with the show... So, if I read, like, a review that's not just, fuck this girl stuff... Are they saying the same kind of stuff that you're saying? Sarah Michelle Gellar's voice acting, I think, has been the most dominant uh, critique that I have seen. Okay, okay. I I have not seen anyone who was overly thrilled with her performances in this. And like I said, when she is the main character of the show, it stands out even more. Totally, I get it, yeah. There are little things here and there that I see people complain about, but nothing is major. I mean, the the one scene at the end of episode four where they have just defeated... Well, Orko has just been killed by Scareglow, and they, they both kind of die. But they have that zoom in where they open the portal to Preternia, and you get that big landscape shot of the Eternia playset from the original He-Man line. You know, basically in the forest. That's awesome. I, I mean, that to me was one of the most picturesque, most beautiful layouts I have ever seen in my life. I audibly gasped. Love it. When I saw that for the first time. And you just see it and the camera kind of slowly zooms in. And it was just a, it was just such like a fucking, holy shit, like this is, we're really doing this. So it sounds like the show was made... By people who wanted to give you what you wanted. Like, they wanted you to love this. And I think that's the thing with most of the stuff that gets rebooted nowadays is Cash whether grab. it was she or 
or He-Man or Voltron or any of these properties that we grew up loving with the exception of G.I. Joe. Nobody apparently has ever seen G.I. Joe that gets to work on this shit right now. And that's both from the action figure perspective and the fucking movie perspective. But every other property seems to have these people who grew up loving My Little Pony, great example. (laughs) These people love it. They respect it. Yes, they're going to do some things to freshen it up, to expand upon it. You have to. You have to. And you have to do that not only to try to keep the people that grew up with it, but to keep it fresh for the younger generation because you want there to be newer, younger He-Man fans so that your brand can survive and continue to grow. I, I want to be buying He-Man to toys until I fucking die. Sounds like the dream, baby. Like it's, <laughs> This is one of the great joys of my life right now is the fact that I'm going to be 40 years old and still able to go into a store and get a He-Man toy off a fucking peg. Brand new He-Man toys, fresh off the assembly line. It is great. Some of the earliest memories that I have in my life involve grabbing he-man toys off a rack at a store and at my age decades after that i am still able to do that and it is one of the most satisfying feelings that i could ever have every time i walk into a walmart and i see he-man and skeletor peg warm in the shelves because you always have to have he-man and skeletor in stock just just because like I, I'm not buying a He-Man every time. I bought my He-Mans already. But just to see it there, it's like one of those, fuck yeah, man. Like, fuck yeah, He-Man. You did it. You get to stay here forever. You will be on a shelf forever. Will you be buying these new toys, the new line of figures from this new series? So I have made the decision that I do not need to be a completist when it comes to the Masterverse figures. Okay. I have decided just to buy one each of the He-Man and the Skeletors. So right now, I did, uh, just the other day, I was able to find He-Man and Skeletor on the shelf at Walmart. Uh, someone else has been able to track down the Skele-God figure for me. Oh, I was going to say, did they have that toy already? Yep, ah. that they spoiled that a month ago when the figure came out. Bastards. I hate when toys spoil things. Come on. Um, But... I did already deviate from this plan okay. because the San Diego Comic-Con release from Mattel this year was a Scareglow figure mm. in a very special packaging designed to look like Subternia. Ooh. Uh, so it almost, the, the box opens up kind of almost looks like a, uh, like one of, like a magic book. And then as you slide the figure out, it's got, uh, kind of a window packaging looking like the rock formations around Subternia. Oh, that's very cool. Uh, very cool looking figure. So I was able to get one during the online sale on the Mattel Creations site. Uh, very excited about that. Very excited. Um, I don't know if it's something I'm going to keep long term. Just because of how big of an issue space has become for me right now with all of my vintage masters. Met my new Masters Origins figures that I have decided to be a completist on. And then I've also have Masters of the WWE Universe. I've got the new Super 7 Thundercats. I have to make... Are your shelves pretty much like 90% He-Man? Like it's pretty much all Dude, He-Man I stuff? I don't even know what's what anymore. 
because I've also I I've cut down my pops to where the only pops I buy now are Masters of the Universe. And those must be some of the better sellers because they continue to pump out Masters of the Universe characters. Have they announced that they're making uh, pops for this new series? Uh, They just had a new series come out. They're not doing new designs for like Masterverse. So everything, everything so far has been like classic design. Except for like some special ones they did. They did like a Skeletor art series where he's made to look like Purple Rock to resemble Snake Mountain. And they also did a... He-Man counterpart where he's green to be, you know, green rock like Castle Grayskull. To make some weird-ass pop sometimes. Like, what are we doing? Yes, very. But yeah, this was a really big weekend for me. It's, listen, it's my biggest fandom. It's, you know, my favorite thing since I was three years old. So it was a very big deal for me to be able to sit here and, and watch it and... I enjoyed myself, and I don't give a shit what any of you say. You're not going to ruin my enjoyment yeah. of Masters of the Universe, I'm, you know? So I, I I don't want you to think I'm just sitting here kissing fucking Kevin Smith's ass. I'm not kissing Mattel's ass. I thought it was a good show. I thought it was a good show. Uh, you know, they gave you a new storyline. They gave you a new avenue to go down with these characters. How interesting would this be if it was just the same shit? Over and over. People say they want new shit all the time. But you give them new shit and they complain. Every single time. That's the thing. That was always my problem when I was involved in the wrestling business. Was you always heard the fans say, we want new. We want different. You know, Star Wars, the same thing. Give us something new. Give us something different. But then when you try to give them new and different, they fucking lose their minds that it's not exactly what they were used to. We want original snuff. None of the remakes, man. Come on, original stuff. No sequels. And no one goes to the movies. And that's why you get sequels and remakes. Come on, folks. No, and they only show up when it's another Marvel movie of the fucking comic book they read 11 times as a fucking seven-year-old. Every fandom becomes the worst fandom when something new comes out. Star Wars fans are the worst. He-Man fans are the worst. Game of Thrones fans are the Anything new drops. There's always a section of people who ruin it for everybody. And, you know, it sucks. The internet was a mistake, Joe. I love it, but goddamn, there's a lot of people fucking ruining it. You know, sometimes it really does feel that way, doesn't it? It's a lot of stupid motherfuckers, man. Ah, uh, so before we move on from this, we do have one more question. This one from Kayla Big Muscles Guadanolo mm. at Big at Ribs Eight on Twitter. Sexy. Uh, to Car Jomez. Yes, that's us. Do you think this version of Skeletor is the sexiest? Ooh. Or are there previous versions of him that are far more appealing? Uh, Gomez, did you find this version of Skeletor to be sexy? He was definitely looking buff and fit. Yeah, you know, he wasn't looking bad. I think he definitely fucks. I mean, we can agree with that, right? Oh, he fucks. Yes, yes. He fucks. Yeah, especially because uh, that other Skeletor, that voice... You know, I know everyone really sounds like Skeletor, but, you know, like that Skeletor voice, not really sexy. This one's a little more deeper. Now, now you're referring to the original filmation Skeletor (laughs) as voiced by Alan Oppenheimer. Yes. It's terrible. (laughs) Who, 
who, by the way, Ooh. he's Moss Man in this series. Oh, he gets fucking 10 seconds to before he fucking dies. In, in the original <laughs> series, Alan Oppenheimer actually does the voices for Skeletor, for Merman, for Man at Arms. Damn, get them checks. Um, and I believe there are even more characters, but in this one... Damn. The man's like 145 years old now. He's like the Transformers um, guy, Optimus Prime. Peter Cullen, yeah. Yeah, that guy's fucking 400 years old, but he's still Optimus Prime, baby. Yeah, so uh, he, he does do the voice of Moss Man. Um, I said he, he used to do the voice of Merman. Merman was one of my problems with this show, too. I just didn't Aww. dig the voice. And once again, that was another legend in the voice acting world. It was Kevin Conroy, oh, once again, best yeah, known. Yeah. For Batman the Animated Series. We all know Kevin Smith has such a hard-on for Batman. Who doesn't? So, of course, he fit in Batman and the Joker. But neither of them worked for me. And I know that kind of sounds sacrilege. But it it is what it is. The voice acting, like I said, was my biggest issue with this. Cringer, especially. Cringer. Was (laughs) fucking pathetic. Oh, poor Cringer. Oh, Jesus. Shots fired, bro. No, it's vo- voiced by Steven Root, who played fucking Milton in Office oh, Space. Oh, of course, yeah. I, you take my I stapler. Mean, <laughs> he's been in a hundred fucking thousand things. And for some reason, the guidance they gave him, I guess, was, we want you to play Cringer like a very thoughtful young boy who just came out of the library. And there's the one scene where fucking Cringer like, goes after Teela, and he's like, hey, Teela. Do you remember who who named me Cringer? Well, you it was like you. Uh, you know, I remember when my daddy beat me up and left me in the gutter, <laughs> and you said, "Hey, pal, hey, pal, why don't you come out to the zoo?" And I'm just like, I fucking hate. Thank God, Cringe, and I hope to God that Cringer doesn't have a bigger role in this going forward, because whoever conceptualized this portrayal of Cringer. Should be beaten like a pinata. Oh, <laughs> he really didn't like it. I, it was that fucking. I mean, Quince nails on a chalkboard. Bad. Oh, Quint nails. I made a Jaws reference just for you. I love this. it, baby. I love it. <laughs> oh man. But I mean, absolutely horrible. That I mean that. Like I said, this show is not perfect, and it's because of shit like that. Fucking Stephen Root taking strays tonight, folks. Who the fuck wrote that segment and said this is a great idea? Look, if we oh if I was able to take a pill to erase cringer from my memory from now on, I would take eleven damn. of them. <laughs> I'm honestly willing to risk it because god damn that fucking cringer sucked. Oh my god. All in all, I I like this show. I, I'm like, listen, I think everyone's overreacting because you're the internet and you feel you got to have hot takes. I'm not that guy. I have never been like the hot take guy. Okay. If I have an opinion, it's an opinion and I will back it up. I will give you reason why I didn't like something like fucking cringer. He sucks. <laughs> but the show as a whole is good. And they're like, why do you want to go through life just finding reasons to hate shit for no reason? The reasons you're giving are fucking bullshit. Sounds tiring, right? To be angry all the time. My goodness. Enjoy some shit. Enjoy life. Fuck. No. You know, and the one thing we haven't even mentioned is Andra 
Teela's friend and, and adventure companion who everyone made such a big deal about in the lead up to the show. The fucking internet went nuts that there was a black woman in a major role. <gasps> and the show's so woke because we got to have a black woman who they they assumed was going to be Teela's lesbian lover. She does nothing. And I forgot her she's name. She's like such a small part of the show. Nothing. Yeah. It's like nothing about her. She's so insignificant. Maybe later on, but right now, who cares? Jesus, complain, complain. I mean, she, she's a small part of the show. She's fine in the supporting role that she's in. End of story. No problem with her whatsoever. But what do I know? I must be one of those liberal fucks, I guess. I don't know. Snowflake. So Gomez, give I, I already, I've already said Evelyn, Man at Arms, Orko, my kind of MVPs for the show. Who was your standout? Definitely. Uh, those two you mentioned are great. Lena is great. She's probably the best part of Game of Thrones, second best part of Game of Thrones. So to see her kind of do the same type of character here was great. She was good. Uh, and now um, you're, you're LVP, your least valuable. Um, Jeez, after that cringer, I just... <laughs> How could I? How could I pick anyone else? Cringer. <laughs> I mean, it has to be right. Like, uh, Cringer, definitely. He's the fucking worst. Fuck you, Cringer. Oh, and the robot, Justin. I see. I was just gonna say, like, he he's kind of like my uh, my low key like star of the show for the time he gets in. Eh, you know, son about him. I just. Uh, He's too 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 much and, Justin Long, and we talked about how he hasn't been around for a while. And here yeah. he is, another fucking Kevin Smith. He's here. Thing. He's right here. Fucking Tusk and a robot. Yeah, he, he, he never left. <laughs> Jesus, Kevin Smith's buddy. God damn. And and he dies too. Roboto dies in this. Blast attack dies while in the episode at Snake Mountain, where Tila and Andra uh, infiltrate the motherboard oh, initiation. Right. Right. Forgot about that. <laughs> As run by uh, Triclops, who I guess is a cult leader now, and voiced by. Did you like that aspect? The idea of the cult since. No I thought it was interesting. It was a nice way to take it. It was, uh, you know, it was an interesting way to see like what would happen to these people without. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I thought Henry Rollins as Triclops was believable. Like when he's giving like his his uh, his he's orating in front of these people and getting them to drink the liquid circuits or whatever to embrace the motherboard. I was like, this is pretty fucking badass. It's, it's, cre- I was like, it's creepy as fuck, but like, I, I'm, I believe it. Look at that. Another thing we liked about this show. I mean, come on folks. If you have any interest in He-Man, watch the show. It's good. Don't let these internet idiots scare you off because there's a girl in it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. There are girls in the real world too. So, if you ever have to like go outside or get a job or buy a slice of pizza or go to the laundromat, odds are you will have to see someone of the female gender. <gasps> you may have to have a conversation with them. Oh you may you may have to ask them for assistance. Psh, never. You know, <laughs> with <girl>. anything. <laughs> yeah. So maybe try Talking to them as if they're people. <laughs> that's that's something I try to do. I've always been of the belief that women are people. And and to treat them as such. Interesting. Interesting belief. <laughs> yes. And obviously that that's because I'm a woke liberal. 
that I think women are people. I know, very, very uh, progressive of me. And the fact that my mom listens to this and would beat the shit out of me if I did otherwise. Man, as expected, what a long episode all about our double main man, He-Man. Gomez, you want to hit some music? Yeah, I think it's about that time. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? Yes, Joseph. I know I just played some music, but something just popped up on my feed as I was putting that on. So I don't want to forget. Um, did you see there's this Woodstock 99 documentary, like a TV show or something? I did not. Yeah, I I saw people talking about it this weekend, so I wanted to see if it was on your radar, because I thought maybe we could check it out and uh, talk about it next week. I think uh, it could be fun. I think it's something we could definitely talk about next week, because I can also give you an in-person account of Woodstock 99 as I was there. Oh, that's right. Oh, so that's okay. That's going to be fun. Definitely. So next week we will talk about Woodstock 99. It's on uh, HBO Max, goes on to the craziness. So uh, check that out. Okay. Sorry to derail our uh, our show there, but uh, I usually write little notes down to talk about stuff on the show. I forgot to write that down. So, uh, yeah. Gomez, let's give a quick grade. I think I have said everything I could possibly say about this. Yes, you have. It is not the perfect show, Masters of the Universe Revelations, but it is still very good. I am still happy to have it. I am excited for the next five episodes. And like I said, probably the biggest mistake was the fact that they only released five episodes and kind of, you know, pulled out the spoon before you were able to lick it clean. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, So that's why I am going to give this show a triple and a quarter main man. I like, I, I can't go too high because the problems I do have with it, do lessen the enjoyment experience for me, but at the same time, I was still able to enjoy it. So, three and a quarter stars, triple and a quarter main man. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's like three and a half. Uh, it's very good. Everyone remember, though, this is half the story. So, half the story, pretty damn good. Can't wait to see how they wrap it up. I'm interested so, to know... See. If people are actually aware that this is only a first half. Uh, 100% no. I doubt that. It's not obvious. Probably not. And I don't think Netflix has done really a good job of pushing that. Netflix does a bad uh, job of everything. Like, seriously. Netflix gets some good shows, but promoting it and doing shit, they're terrible. They cancel shows out of nowhere. You can't find the fucking show when you're trying to watch it. They drop everything all at once, so they get, you know, three days of people talking about things, and then it's forgotten. Stranger Things should dominate the summer, except it dominates a weekend. So, I mean, obviously, you know, they're making money, not that much money. They're losing money because they make so much content. But, I mean, you know, whatever. They're Netflix. They know what to do. Yeah, but like I said, uh, that's my my number one issue was the fact that it was almost like a tease and... You know, it's not, they didn't even put like a thing at the end, like, oh, stay tuned for part two coming, you know. It's very true. 
They just gave you the shock, but they didn't give you any follow-up. Like, oh, hey, boom, right after, don't skeletal will return. No, they also gave you, I don't know if you stuck around to watch this. uh, Oh, I saw it. It was some little interview thing. There's like a post-game show with Kevin Smith and um, one of the guys from Mattel and the actress who played Andra. And then they Mm -hmm. did like little Zoom chats with pretty much all of the voice cast where everyone just talked about how they all grew up as such big He-Man oh, fans. Really? And Mark Hamill was like, you know, I remember when I was just a little boy and, and I loved Skeletor and being able to bring him to the... the boy, n- he's a grown-ass yeah, man. Yeah, you know, at, at that point when Return of the Jedi had come out and He-Man debuted on TV. Stupid ass. Oh, my God. You know, like all, all, all these people, like fucking Alan Oppenheimer, who's like I said, is 145 years old now, the original voice of Skeletor. And he's like, I don't even remember what these fucking people's names are. <laughs> I love it. And it was just like a thing where like Kevin Smith is like, because he's such an annoying little fuck boy too. Oh, big time fuck boy. And, Ugh. He, and he's just like kind of throwing it in, in your face like, oh, what? You think they're going to put me in charge of He-Man and not let me bring He-Man back? Like, I killed him fucking twice. I killed him fucking twice. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, enough. I get it. You want to take a victory lap, but enough. Go go fucking fight with Southwest Airlines again. Oh, my God. I forgot all about that. Fucking memories, bro. (laughs) For next week, we'll do a little Woodstock. I've also heard, I don't know if you have, uh, there is a Siskel and Ebert show out there. Oh, there's a podcast thing. I don't know. Is it a show show, too? I I, I was under the impression it was a Hulu thing. It could be two things. I know there's a podcast with, like, a video podcast element to it but i mean it could be a show i don't know you know they things always double up there yeah there seems to be accompanying products with everything like you don't just get paul blart mall cop you also get observe and report with seth oh, rogan so that movie's so good also oh, i did man. see snake eyes i've mentioned it a little bit now uh, we could talk about it a little bit more in depth next week also do not see it maybe i'll go do see not it. see it maybe do not see it do not let anybody <laughs> you love see it come on if uh if you have ever liked anything about G.I. Joe, do not do this to yourself. Value your life. You are important, and we need you on this planet. Do not watch Snake Eyes. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm debating. I might go see M. Night's movie where you go to the beach and you turn old. We'll see. And I think that means it's a good time to wrap it up. So remember... To follow us on all the social medias at Car Jomez. Check out my YouTube channel where I play with vintage action figures and eat a bunch of food at youtube.com slash Joe Shoes. You can also follow my personal social medias, both Instagram and Twitter, and OnlyFans at Ooh. the Joe Shoes. I'm the Gomez154 on Twitter. That is a very safe for work OnlyFans. I should also add to that. Uh, so if you want to subscribe, that would be appreciated. Um, but otherwise we thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, leave a review wherever you can share it with your friends. And we will be back next week with more pop culture goodness and not so much focus on He-Man, but please any questions you want us to answer, feel free to tweet us at card Jomez with the hashtag main man query. Ooh, I like that. That's good. Thanks. Yeah, we're going to make it happen. So until next week, Joe, we will talk about Woodstock 99 and a whole bunch of nonsense also. Until next time. Peace. One, two.